Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You're listening to Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good evening, 6.30 at KSL. Jeff Kaplan here, 39 degrees and windy. KSL's top story... Two bills dealing with diversity, equity, and inclusion met their fate today in the Utah legislature. One would prevent asking about an applicant's work on diversity, equity, and inclusion. This would be for anyone applying for a job or admission with a public school or university in the state. We need to get back to the ideals of Martin Luther King, where we're judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. Things got a little tense with comments from Senator John Johnson. Anti-racism is racism. Okay. Dr. Jennifer Plum pushed back. To make it seem that folks asking to be acknowledged is asking for special treatment. It is asking for equal treatment. Meanwhile, Senator Johnson running a separate bill to get rid of offices of diversity, equity, and inclusion in higher ed. That one has been moved to be studied over the interim. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. And just developing now the first bill that would prevent asking applicants about diversity, equity, and inclusion is on a committee agenda for tomorrow afternoon. We are working to get more information onto our website, kslnewsradio.com. KSL News Time 631, a developing story we're following on KSL News Radio. Provo police say they accidentally detained an innocent 16-year-old last night. Police say they were looking for a suspect wanted for aggravated assault at the Ice Peaks Arena. They say a bondsman took this innocent 16-year-old to the ground and a Provo officer assisted in detaining the teen. They say police quickly figured out the juvenile was not the wanted person and they released him. Provo police say they did find the right suspect who was arrested. KSL News Time 631. The Washington County School District is in an awkward position. They have to walk back an email saying they don't want teachers using paid sick time for mental health. KSL News Radio's Amy Kobabe here. The email was sent out to teachers saying that the reasoning to take a mental health day was really just people taking time off to get away from the stress of work. But now the district is saying that tone wasn't exactly right. Instead, they say they just wanted to make it clear that people can't use sick days to go on a cruise or take an extra vacation day. A second email was sent out to employees telling them about mental health resources if they should need them. The district has also said they do want employees to use mental health days when they need to. More than 22 million people are choosing to voluntarily work part-time instead of full-time jobs. 
KSL News Radio's Heather Kelly with the story. More than a million people opted to reduce their working hours in the last two months of last year alone. A Wall Street Journal article reports the pandemic led to burnout across the U.S. and led many employees to rethink their career decisions. Economists say it's leading to an exponential increase in the part-time job workforce. Experts say only 4 million people who currently work part-time would prefer full-time hours. KSL News Time 633. Community leaders in Florida are taking aim at anti Semitic crimes. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood has some strong words for the groups responsible for the anti Semitic acts, who he says are now making threats against him. You came to the wrong county. I stand with my Jewish friends, and I'm honored to be on your hit list. It's an honor. To be, to be sought after by a bunch of punk thugs like you. A hate group used a projector to display anti-Semitic messages on the side of the Daytona International Speedway. Others have held up anti-Semitic signs on overpasses and have handed out neo-Nazi propaganda. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brand meeting today with local business owners in East Palestine to find out what kind of support is needed as the cleanup continues from the train derailment. Brown promises to remain involved with the cleanup. My staff and I are going to be here um, day by day, week by week, to make sure that this community gets what it is owed um, because of this misfeasance, malfeasance of, of Norfolk Southern. Brown also vows to hold the Biden administration and Norfolk Southern's feet to the fire to ensure residents get what they need. The White House calls it the first meeting of its kind in years to end violence in the West Bank. National Security Council official John Kirby says the U.S. brought together Israeli and Palestinian officials for talks in Jordan despite ongoing attacks on both sides. fully agree with the statements from President Herzog and Prime Minister Netanyahu that citizens cannot take the law into their own hands. He says leaders on both sides have agreed to de-escalate violence and work toward a just and lasting peace. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria. You maybe never knew, but some local farms can't legally sell their eggs to restaurants. One lawmaker is trying to change that, and KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston has the story. County health departments have blocked restaurants from getting their eggs from smaller Utah farms. The reason is a law passed three years ago that left rules vague for local health officials. This new bill would clarify that the only reason to stop an egg is if it has mold or other defects, and it could also lower business costs. A dozen eggs cost $4.80 on average in the U.S., or more than double the price from last January. The president of Utah's Oakdale Farm says these prices are still so high because the bird flu outbreak has led to 45 million dead hens nationwide. KSL News Time 636. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.